Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Hallelujah. And it is an honor to be up here sharing a word with y'all. Once again, it is so surreal, I believe is what they call it. And like I said last time, man, I never thought in a million years that I would be standing right here behind a pulpit. If you'd have told me three years ago that I would be doing this today, sharing the word of God, helping people be delivered from drug addiction out there in the streets, lifting up the name of Jesus, I'll be telling you, man, you're a lie, and the truth is not even in you. But today I stand before you as a living, breathing testimony of what Jesus Christ can do in a Dauphine's life. Amen. Um, I don't see her, but I just want to I just want to thank Mother Heather for sacrificing. Um, man, I'm so grateful for her and Pastor Ray, man. I, I, I just am. Man, if they hadn't laid their life down, if they hadn't sacrificed, man, I don't even know if I would be here right now. And um, most of all, I give all honor to the Lord. And secondly, to my beautiful wife, Abby, for putting up with me up with my mess, for calling Pastor Raymond, telling on me when I relapsed. Man, baby, I love you so much, and I thank you for hanging in there with me. And we're going to go all the way, baby. As for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. God gave me a, gave me a word through my, through my trials and through my tribulations and in the pit of my life. You know, about a month ago, my wife was, was hospitalized, right? And, and man, it was like, my best friend is, is in the hospital. I don't have nobody to talk to anybody about, you know, because I sit up and we talk about everything and everybody. But it don't go any further than me. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, oh my goodness. And then after that, our finances took a hit. Our marriage took a hit. There were some rumors going around. That was a hit. Man, it was just like, man, it was just like all this, all this weight. And before you know it, I was, I was looking up, trying to figure out how the world am I going to get out of this pit, right? And so then I start, I start crying out to the Lord and the Lord spoke to me. And he says, son, I want to show you just how strong you are. I'm going to put your wife being sick on one end of the, of the, of the barbell. I want to put your marriage on the other end of the barbell. I want to put sickness on the other end of the barbell. I'm going to put your finances on the other end. I'm going to put your kids acting bad on the other end. And I want you to lift. But I'm spotting. He told me, he said, Ken, I can't promote you any further than your capacity to handle problems. And if you can't handle no problems, you can't go where I'm trying to take you. So this evening, I want to speak to you on the subject of from the pits to the palace. Coming out of Genesis 45, verse 5 through verse 9. And the word of the Lord reads, But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your life. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you 
and your family's alive to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all of Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master over all the land of Egypt. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, I just thank you for your love, for your life-changing powers, Father God. Hook us up right now, Lord God. You know exactly what we need. Prepare the hearts of your people to receive a word. Father God, as I decrease and you increase in this place, place to show up and show out, come and steal the show. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. First of all, I just want to... Uh, to tell y'all to, to talk about the pit first. The definition of the word pit is a large hole in the ground or a slightly low area in any surface serving as a trap. So the pit represents the trials of life, a time in your life that you think is lower than the call of your life. And see, what we must do is we must change our perception the way we view to the way we look at, at the pit. Because in the pit, in the pit, there is provision in the pit that prepares you for the palace. Anytime you're going through a trial, see, the enemy uses the pit to distract you from your palace. But God uses the pit to prepare you for your palace. And the palace being your destiny. The palace being your, pur your purpose. The palace being where you were called and called to do. So we're going to look at um, the life of, of Joseph. You know, and the more I read the story of Joseph and I prayed, it was, it was like I was almost talking to Joseph. It was almost like I was interviewing Joseph. It was like I was really getting to know Joseph. See, Joseph at 17 years old, he was the daddy's favorite. You see what I'm saying? He was, he was the favorite. And because of it, he had 11 brothers that was haters. When you're the favorite, don't y'all know y'all brothers and y'all sisters are going to hate on y'all. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know right now, there's some haters in the house. Can somebody say there's some haters in the house? <laughs> somebody, I know. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But, um, but Joseph's brothers, they were so much of haters, man, they plotted to kill Joseph. And then they end up throwing Joseph in a pit. Right? Threw him in a pit. Can you imagine being in a pit and hearing your brothers talk about how they're going to get rid of you? Man, that's a beast. That's a beast. And so I had to almost like ask Joseph, Joseph, how did you deal with that? And you know what Joseph said? God was with me the whole time. See, I understand that it is God who direct my steps. It is God who established my steps. It is God who established the process, the process of my life. And so... Once Joseph got sold into slavery, there became a chain of events 
that would change Joseph's life forever. He got sold into slavery, and then he got sold, he got sold to Potiphar. And he was in Potiphar's house. Then Potiphar's wife came on to him, and he gets put in prison. So there go two pits. Like I said, you remember, a pit, a pit is a place that's lower than your calling, right? So him going into slavery to Potiphar was a pit. Him being thrown into prison was a pit. But through all this, he knew that God was with him. And then... Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But the whole time he knew that the Lord had him, that the Lord, that the Lord was with him. Right? So there was there was three things that I began to ask Joseph. Joseph, how in the world did you get come out of the pit? And he said, the first thing I had to do was I had to be humble. I had to be humble. See, Joseph, whenever he got, whenever he was in, in prison, right? Whenever he was in prison, uh, 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 the cupbearer, he tells, he tells uh, Pharaoh, hey, I know somebody. I know somebody who can interpret a dreams, right? Because Pharaoh had a dream that he needed interpreted. So whenever Pharaoh asked uh, 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 Joseph to interpret the dream, Joseph said, look, I can't interpret the dream for you. But God can. So that was him taking the first step to humility. You see, uh, Paul said it like this. I asked God three times to take the thorn out of my side, and he said, my grace is sufficient for my power works best in weakness. Right? I boast in my weakness because where I am weak, I am strong. And so then I asked him again, Joseph. Is there anything, any other advice you can give me? He said, hey, Ken, keep moving forward. And he said, when I was in the pit, hearing my brothers talk about getting rid of me, I knew I just had to keep moving forward. When I was at Potiphar's house being accused for something that I didn't do, I had to keep moving forward. I knew that God had me the whole time, Ken. I was good. So then the third thing, I was like, okay, Joseph, so tell me something else. And he said, Ken, you got to have the favor of God. You see? People think that when you have the favor of God, that you won't have no problems. See, they think when you have the favor of God that your marriage won't have any problems. You see, the favor of God will, will make you successful, but it will not exclude you from problems. It, it won't. See, people begin to think that uh, uh, if, you, if you have the favor of God, that, uh, that you won't have no baby mama drama. See, see, they think that people won't talk bad about you or they, won't, or they won't spread rumors about you. See, they think that you won't backslide. That's what people think when they think that you, when, when, when they find out you have the favor of God, they start thinking, wait a minute, this person won't have no problems. 
But I'm here to tell you right now, man, that, that it's the favor of God that gets you through the problems. You see, whenever my marriage was going through some problems and people were like, man, how'd you get through it? I said, man, it was the favor of God. How did you make it whenever you was, whenever you lost your job? It was the favor of God. How'd you make it, man, when all these people were telling spreading rumors about you? It was the favor of God. Elliot, how'd you make it whenever your baby mama won't let you have anything to do with your kids? It's the favor of God. Amen. He knew that he had the favor of God. And that was one of the strengths that Joseph had, man. He knew and understood that he had the favor of God. And there's one thing that we all know about, man. We know about the pits. Man, we know about the pit. I, I, I might not can tell you about nothing else, but I can tell you about the pit. I may not be able to tell you about nothing else, but I can show tell you about the pit. I can show tell you how it was on my back, and all I could do is look up and cry out to God. I can tell you how, how it was to OD. I can tell you how it was to think my life wasn't never going to be any better. I can tell you how it is to have people talking about you. I can tell you about that. I promise you I can tell you about the pit. I can tell you about how your baby mama say, man, you can't have nothing to do with him. You can't even see your little boy. I can tell you about that stuff. I can do you know what it's like to know you've been called by God and it seems like ain't nothing in your life going right? Do you know how it is to know that you got the favor of God and it seems like how in the world I got the favor of God and all hell is breaking loose in my life? I was really, really mistaken. But the more I cried out to God, man, the more I cried out to God. Because see, for some people, some people, the, the problems, the pits of life will pull them away from God. It'll pull them away from God. Man, they'll fold up. They'll lead a ministry. But see, I know, I know from being 38 years old, I know without God, I can do Nathan. Y'all know what that is? Nathaniel. I can do nothing without him. The word of God says, draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. Draw near to him. Seek me, and you will find me, is what he says. Where you are weak, I am strong. My God. My God. My God. I can't tell you nothing. If I can't tell you about nothing else, man, I can tell you about the pit. I can tell you about the pit. But I can tell you one thing, man. I understand it's my pits, man, that's preparing me for the palace. See, I know that God has a purpose and a plan for my life because it says, thus says the Lord, I know the plans that I have for you, and it is plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to restore your fortunes. See, God wants to restore the vision of the destiny that he has for you that the pits of your life have tried to destroy Like I said, man, the enemy, he designed the pit to take you out, man. But God uses the pit to prepare you. In the pit, man, he might be trying to give you some wisdom. In the pit, he might be trying to give you some knowledge. In the pit, man, he might be trying to give you some courage. In the pit, man, he might just be trying to tell you, this ain't the way you do this. Provision. Provision. And it's, and it's amazing because Joseph began to say, look, Ken, it wasn't, it wasn't my brothers that put me in the pit. See, they think it was my brothers that put me in the pit. But it wasn't. It was God that put me in the pit. Because, see, in, in Potiphar's house, 
I was serving. I carried the weight of Potiphar's house on my shoulders. And then he said, again, when I was in prison, when I was in prison, I was serving. I was carrying the weight of the whole prison on my shoulders. And he said, Ken, it was preparing me to carry the whole weight of a whole nation on my shoulders. The pit was preparing me for the palace. And without the pit, there ain't no palace. You ain't ready for the palace if you can't handle the problems in the pit. Because the problems in the pit is way smaller than the problems in the palace. Just get this in the palace, in the palace, in the destiny that God has for you. Guess what? You got to deal with people. And guess what? When there's people, guess what? There's problems. I mean a whole bunch of them. I mean all kinds of problems. If you can't handle uh, uh, your marriage falling through the cracks, you can't handle the problems in the pit. If you can't handle somebody getting an attitude, you can't handle the problems of the palace. You just can't do it. It ain't in you. You ain't ready. You ain't conditioned. Your troubles, like Brother Zach told me one night, Ken, your troubles become your training. It's your troubles that become your training. And without the training, you can't handle the troubles. Like, like my boy Elliot always say, I all want to be kings, but don't want to do nothing kingdom. I always want to be, I always want to do be a beast, but don't want to do beast things. I always want the palace, but don't want to handle the pit. Whether you put yourself in the pit or God put you in the pit, he's in the pit with you. Let me tell you something. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the pit, in the fiery furnace. There was four in there, not three. In the lion's den, it wasn't just Daniel in the pit. There was two of them in there. In the pits of your life, God told you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is a promise. He said, when you go, this is a promise right here. When you go through the water, he said, I'm with you. Man, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I said I'd never leave you nor forsake you. I got you. I got you. When you go through the river, now these are promises that you're going to go through something. You're going to go through the pit. But he said the rivers are not going to overtake you. They're not going to overtake you. And then he said, when you go through the fires, man, you, you ain't going to be burned. You're going to go through some fires, man. You're going to go through some hard times. Amen. Man, faith that fire. You ain't in it alone. He's just purifying you, turning you into the likeness of his son, Jesus Christ, the Almighty. Yeah. Man, y'all better catch it. Because I know that some of y'all are in the pit right now, right now as we speak. And you're trying to figure out, how in the world am I going to get out of it? Humble yourself. You ain't going to get you out of the pit. You ain't going to get you out of the pit. I'm going to let you know that right now. You try to get yourself out of the, out of the pit, all you're doing is, is you got a shovel. Just digging yourself deeper. Digging yourself deeper. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Try to get yourself out the pit and watch what happens. Humble yourself. Move forward. Move forward. Don't give up, man. Please don't give up. You give up, man, you out of there. Move forward. Man, and I pray that you're able to walk in the favor of God. Walk in the favor of God. 
Because you're going to go through some things, boy. That's a promise. That's a problem. You're going to go through the water. It's a promise. You're going to go through the rivers. It's a promise. You're going to go through the fire. Whatever your pit is, whatever your pit is, there's provision in it. There's provision in the water. There's provision in the river. There's provision in the fire. There's provision there. God is trying to give you something that you're going to need for your destiny. He's going to give you something right here, Victory Life, that you're going to need to raise your children. He's going to give you something right here, Victory Life, that you're going to need to be a good husband. He's going to give you something right here, Victory Life, that you're going to need to move forward. Amen. Come on, somebody. Give me a round of applause for the pit. How many of y'all need some provision from the pit? I know I do. I know I do. Bring on the pit. Uh, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Bring on the pit. Bring on the pit. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> But for real though, man, Joseph, man, he was hated by his brothers. He was hated by his brothers, but he knew that God had him, man. He knew that God had him. Don't let the person to your left or to your right discourage you. Because let me tell you something. The person on the right of you is not going to take care of your kids. They're not going to take care of your family. The person on the left of you, they're not going to pay your bills. They're not going to come on your yard. They're not going to come wash your dishes. They're not going to rub your wife's feet. They're not going to do all that. So why in the world would you let the person beside you discourage you and talk you out of leaving where God had you? Bet not. Bet not. I had them around me all the time when I first came to the home. Hey, Ken, I'm leaving. Uh, you want to go? Man, Ken, you, man, I think you got it, man. I think you can leave. And I'm looking at them like, have you lost your rabbit mind? Do you know how I was living out there? If you call this the pit, keep me in the pit because it's providing everything I need. I promise you, if this is the pit, keep me here. Keep me here. I don't want to go nowhere. Lord, leave me in the pit because I already know that the pit, that the pit, that the pit is preparing me for what I need for the palace, man. Hey, and I'm palace bound. How many of y'all are palace bound? How many of y'all palace bound up in here? Let me tell y'all something, man. Hey, worship team, y'all come on up here. I know I ain't been up here long. I know y'all glad about that. Worship team, y'all come on up here. Y'all come on up here. Y'all come on up here. Like I said, man, there's, there's provision in the pit, man, that prepares you for the palace. Do not forsake small beginnings. Do not do it. Do not do it. Stay steadfast. Stay prayed up. Because the enemy is out to knock you off, man. He's out to take you out. I promise you he is. Man, he ain't scared of who you are now. Man, he's afraid of who you're becoming. A man of God. A woman of God. That's who he's afraid of, man. But now we're going to shift it a little bit, man. We're going to talk about Jesus. See, in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Jesus start begging God, please, please, Father. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Please. He said, but, but God, 
if it's your will, then let your will be done. You know what he's saying there? Father, if you want me to get beat, if you want to get thorns pierced in my head, if you want me to get pierced in the side, if you want me to get separated from you, if you want me to go to the cross, if you want me to get mocked, if you want me to go to hell for three days, he said, if you want me to go to the pit, and I'll go through the pit so that they can live in the palace. If any of y'all, if any of y'all, man, are going through the pit, man, and trying to find out or figure out, man, how in the world am I going to get up out of, out of here? Man, there's an altar right here open. And God is speaking to you right now. He said, I'm with you, man. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I got you. There's something in this pit that I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to give you strength. I'm trying to give you endurance. I'm trying to give you your family back. I'm trying to give you steadfastness. I'm trying to give you vision. I'm trying to give you a life and life more abundantly. I'm trying to give you your kids back. I'm trying to give you your husband back. I'm trying to restore your marriage. Stay in the pit. He said, I got you. I got you.